All right, everyone, welcome to episode one of the Progressive Gentleman Podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Matt, and uh, just want to say we appreciate you guys taking the time to tune in, support us. Uh, we're just a couple of guys nerding out about music, so uh, we appreciate anybody taking the time to listen to us talk. Uh, uh, we figure with 2021 coming to a close, uh, we want to talk a little bit about our album of the years, uh, favorite albums this past year, favorite songs, favorite moments, things like that. And uh, what do you think, Matt? Yeah, it's been a great year for for music. Uh, I know we both have listened to a ton of different albums, uh, probably near fifty, uh, if I had to venture a guess. Uh, I know, like even just the list that I was jotting down my my rankings on, I had I think thirty five that hit my radar that really wanted to make sure I listened to. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll kind of run down our, our top ten. Uh, maybe mention some some honorable mentions that were real close in the running that maybe maybe didn't kind of make the the final cut. Um, I think the uh, the first one we'll start off here was is Phineas the the fire itself. Um, I know Dan, it was high on your list. Yeah, it, <laughs> so uh, if you want to take it, over, it, it sort of just cracked my top ten. It came in at number ten for me. Um, there's, there's a lot of things about that record and about Phineas as a band that sort of resonate with me. They bring me back a little bit to some of the bands I listened to, you know, high school and a little bit after high school. Uh, certain moments give me Killswitch Engage vibes on that record. Um, one of the big bands for me that it kind of made me think of, and it's a band that I hadn't listened to for a while, so it was actually kind of nice. I went back and listened to some of their stuff after that, uh, was Conducting from the Grave. Oh yeah. Um, they only released like three records. I think they were only a band for like five years or something like <laughs> that. But um, they had a record called Revenants that uh, is honestly one of my favorite records in the genre. Um, so anybody out there, yeah. if you've not checked out Conducting from the Grave, uh, do yourself a favor and do that. That's a that's a solid call out. Yeah, I think for me they they had a lot of uh, kind of some of the first metalcore bands that re- I got into it's like unearth and oh, yeah. uh, a little bit of darkest hour in yeah. there as well and that kind of made me enjoy this this album that it was almost like a hit of nostalgia that's just like i mean they obviously do their own thing as well but i could definitely get some flavors of of yeah. unearth and darkest hour in those there. are those are bands i didn't really think about uh whenever i listened to that record but now you bringing them up <laughs> i mean that's that's almost spot on unearth in particular uh the zombie autopilot and, th- yeah. and things and yeah that that's that's that very very similar um but yeah i uh you know they, they do a lot of like a good mix of things like the clean and harsh vocals i feel like that's it's mixed well um and, and it's pretty consistent record i mean not necessarily any one song in particular is you know the highlight of the record for me they stay pretty consistently good throughout um but if I had to pick a couple of songs, I'd say uh, "Thorns" is a really good, that really, is a really good song. Good the, that that's actually probably my favorite on the on the album. There's is "Thorns." Yeah, they, there's just that like groove intro, that like that riff in the beginning yeah. that just kind of gets stuck in your head a bit, and then uh, yeah, it starts off so strong. I think that's like you go into the song like, oh damn, this is this is good. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like that's a maybe that's a thing they focus on in their record, on on just in music in general for them is just a catchy intro to draw you in because I felt like I was saying that for a lot of the songs on that record yeah. was like, oh that intro, you know, that just it makes me, you know, catches my attention, wants me to makes me keep wanting to listen to their song. Yeah, they didn't really like 
have any songs that kind of fade in. They just start like balls to the wall at the beginning of the song and like they're ready to go. Yeah, I would say maybe the only song with like, and there maybe there's a couple more, but but Dream Thief, which is probably my favorite song on the record. Um, That's really. They good have too. that like ambient intro where it's like sort of uh, I don't know if it's keys or if it's synth or whatever before yeah. it leads to that just crushing like tremolo picking heavy technical riff. Uh, which is another one of my favorite moments on that record, yeah. probably. And they bring it back throughout the song, and it's just, I, I enjoy that a lot. But, um, but yeah, overall, I would say, you know, really consistent, really solid record. Uh, it's crazy that a record of that caliber is coming in at number 10 on my list um, and not even cracking your top 10. I think that's a testament to how good uh, the music was in 2021, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it was it was close. Um, it was my my number twelve, um, and it, actually, I feel like there was more competition in the like ten to number five range for me that I was like really hard to decide because like oh, I really like this album, but you know, my one through like three are spoken for already. <laughs> yeah, I would say I would say so. honestly, that's probably where our lists differ the most as well, is that like ten to five range. I think yeah. there's you're gonna see the most bands sort of you know yeah. dif- the most differences in our lists in, in that range. I think we sort of we're sort of pretty much in the same mentality with the top five. Maybe not the same yeah. order, but but you know, the standouts for this year I think we're we're pretty much we're pretty close in the top five. Yeah, it's kind of funny how that works, though. Like, our top bands were basically this, or not the same, but they're very similar. But then, like, our last part, you can see, like, our other influences <laughs> stand out. Like Yeah, for sure. Uh, like, this next one, for example. Uh, yeah, let's switch it up. My, my number nine is uh, Hail the Sun's New Age Filth. Um, I really enjoyed this this album uh i know you weren't quite as keen on it <laughs> for me it's, it's not that i don't appreciate hail the sun i, I think they're immensely talented uh, i've seen them live uh, on a tour with good tiger the contortionist dance gavin dance and they give me dance gavin dance vibes a bit yeah um but definitely but i i just don't i don't resonate with that with their vocal style as much as as other people do um which yeah, I can you know, I, that I, for sure. everybody has their own tastes, and I'm not yeah. trying to take anything away from them musically. It's just for me personally, I didn't connect with it. So I'm yeah. gonna let you talk more about this record. <laughs> yeah, I definitely uh, I vibe with this one much more. I'm a huge fan of Good Tiger, um, and also was uh, I haven't listened to them in a while, but you know I was a huge fan of the Mars Volta as well. It gives me a lot of like the vocalist gives me a lot of that vibe. Um, so, and then, like you said earlier, Dance Cabin Dance, too, which I enjoy. I'm going to throw another band in there. From first to last, I get a little bit from first to last vibes yeah. for some reason. I know not necessarily, you know. Yeah, and the and Fall of Troy, too, is definitely like the FCP remix and, oh, yeah. and stuff. I definitely got a lot of that. And those were some of the kind of early bands that when I was first getting into metal as well. That Yeah, I love, yeah. I love that. Uh, that entire doppelganger record from fall of yeah. Troy is, is, is fantastic. Yeah. And I think that was like, this kind of feels almost like the progression of, of them. It's like of that type of music. Um, my, my favorite record or song on the record is uh, solipsism. Um, but there were a, a few really good ones on there, like domino. Um, and 
so was it the parasitic a parasitic parasitic cleanse yeah 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 so parasitic those, cleanse. those two uh the last two you just said domino and parasitic cleanse those were probably my my top tracks if i if i had to pick they both of those songs made my like top songs of 2021 playlist so i'm not i'm not fully hating on headless on here <laughs> oh no i wasn't trying to say that you <laughs> no, were uh, I know. you know like I, shitting on them or I, anything. Uh, and i really respect donovan the the lead singer slash drummer uh his his just musical ability watching him sort of play drums and sing live sort of you know almost like under oath in a degree like i, yeah. I don't remember the guy's name that's probably a huge sin on my part but uh the drummer from under earth under oath who also does clean vocals and stuff like that while he plays yeah donovan does a lot of that stuff live yeah that's definitely impressive when the drummer is like mastodon does that too their their drummer does a lot of vocals and that's that's really impressive i think like trying to keep the the beat and singing at the same time it's like also not being like winded as hell when you're playing that fast and intensely i mean i get winded just sitting here and talking half the time so you know podcasting is hard i can't even imagine you know doing what he does on on a daily basis whenever they're performing live and on tour and stuff so i i do want to you know shout that out that yeah I, i respect the hell out of that yeah so that that's why i made my my top 10 like it was just another one of those, similar to Phineas, it was a lot of like nostalgia, I think, was factored in for me, that it had the Fall of Troy and Mars Volta and and Good Tiger. I mean, not that Good Tiger is a, an old band, but right. it was like, I've been listening to them for a little while and, you know, just recently kind of discovered Hail the Sun, uh, actually from you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny that I knew ta- you. I knew you liked Good Tiger, and I figured honestly that I I think it w- I thought it would strike a chord with you there. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad it did. I'm, I like. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate the uh, the suggestion. <laughs> Absolutely. And a shout out to anyone listening to uh, you know like I said we always appreciate suggestions. Yes. So you can hit us up on the the social media and please do of any Instagram or or Twitter how whatever you prefer and let us know if there's bands that maybe didn't make this list and and stuff so. yeah especially now that you're sort of getting a feel for our music taste as well i mean and we're hoping that you discover some stuff you know uh going back conducting from the grave check them out again yeah but uh <laughs> but yeah so how about we move on here from hail the sun let's yeah. go to something significantly different from hail the sun <laughs> yeah this is, uh, kind this of a, left is, this is a band that honestly for me i just discovered uh not that long ago and it's honestly from some of my favorite musicians and bands sort of putting them on their album of the year list that made me even go and dive into them uh and that's humanity's last breath um their record is valde i believe is how it's pronounced if not i apologize (laughs) but that's what we're gonna call it yeah Um, that'd be my guess too is valde um they actually cracked both of our top tens uh they came in and rated at number 10 for you and right around nine for me and this is definitely the heaviest record to make my list i probably your list as well yeah yeah i'm, I'm kind of going through my list here just to double check but yeah it definitely i think was yeah yeah it looks like it's it's the heaviest i mean there are definitely songs by some of the other bands on my list but that's the most consistently yeah. just like brutally heavily heavy yeah. album on my I, list. just for me they i i'm a big fan of like ambient metal like something that sort of creates a soundscape but is also like brutally heavy (laughs) yeah and and they do that on this record super well i mean it's just it's ambient it's heavy it's beautiful it's it's crazy it's it's a strange trip that this record takes (laughs) you on well it's like you know the I mean, the contortionist yes, does this, so that's, but yeah. I know they're a huge 
influence for both of us from in our music Absolutely. taste. But there aren't many bands that mix the heavy with the ambient like that. And I think that's also why I enjoyed this one so much because it just goes from like, oh, this is very ambient and kind of almost soothing, but I'll then throw, it gets into like just insanely heavy. I'll throw at least one band, maybe two out there that sort of do this for me as well. Fallujah. I don't know if you've ever oh, listened yeah, yeah. to Fallujah, um, but but they they, they well sort too. of mix that ambient and heavy, um, and I just I really enjoy that style of music. Uh, the other one that I'm I'm struggling to think of, we were just listening to the other day. Uh, it's an Italian metal band. Oh, uh, Flesh God. Thank you, Flesh God Apocalypse. That's another band that does that for me. Um, just that ambient, symphonic, like heavy just melt your face off brutal <laughs> beautiful i don't even know any other words for it it's just i enjoy it yeah and there's something about the like the opposite nature of the two <laughs> and somehow they fuse it together and make it work right and and the thing that sort of threw me off uh for humanity's last breath is is i get that they're classified as deathcore i understand i understand why i mean there's some there's you know the the core breakdowns <laughs> and things of that nature mixed in with the music but i just think at its core, sorry to throw the word core out so many times, uh, can make it a drinking game, but, um, you get hammered at, <laughs> at their core, I feel like they're almost just a traditional death metal band. I mean, like a symphonic or an ambient death metal band. I just, yeah. I, I enjoyed this record because of that. Um, favorite track for this re- on this record for me is by far Spectre. That was me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like ju- it just has out. absolutely everything I I want in a in a death metal song, deathcore song, whatever you want to call it. Um, just the the crazy heavy riffs with the ambient backtracks, just bringing it to a whole nother level for me. Um, and then that breakdown, <laughs> like three and a half minutes in or whatever, <laughs> yeah. where it just comes out and you know, and doesn't come out of nowhere. They build to it, but yeah. But what does come out of nowhere in that song is after the breakdown, where it goes into those that clean vocal section. Yeah. That like how they finish the song off is just that's yeah. That's, that was the other thing too with like they have have the clean vocals in there. It's and not a lot, but it's enough to like Yeah, it's not so much that if you're into death metal and deathcore that like it's going to completely steer you away from it because I know that's kind of like a divisive thing that in is, yeah. in I, there you but you see that a lot in the in the <laughs> different fan groups and stuff vocals. like that or just commenting on on posts from bands like oh we liked you better when you didn't sell out and do clean vocals yeah i just to me in certain songs it just brings it to a different level especially when it comes out of nowhere kind of like it does on that track you know you don't expect it with how heavy that song is yeah i feel like it it, fits well in there i mean maybe other people disagree but and in my opinion it doesn't take away from the heaviness of the track like it doesn't to me it doesn't come in and then i'm feeling like oh now that you know this song's not heavy anymore you know yeah. I scoff at it now. You know, like, to <laughs> me, posh. yeah, to me, it was like it made the song better for me. So I, I really enjoyed that. Um, two other songs. I, I just to go back to Spectre because it's honestly one of my favorite songs of the year. Yeah, I just wanted to point oh, that of out. your no, yeah, of the, of the year, whole just, year for wow. me. Yeah, so that that song just it has everything I look for in in a song. Period. Um, but two other songs I wanted to mention. Uh, Dehumanize and Earthless. Those are two other tracks on that record that I really enjoyed. Yeah, those those are good as well. Yeah, for me, Spectre was definitely the like standout song of like I had my my Google Doc sheet open with like <laughs> recording my favorite tracks and 
and kind of keeping tabs on on what I liked and kind of maybe what I didn't like so much of, of each album. But immediately I was like, Spectre came on. I was like, oh yeah, there's something <laughs> different about this one. Yeah, so and I, I mean, in Dehumanize, it it opens with a breakdown, and as soon as <laughs> yeah. any song that like the first you know noteworthy piece of the music is is a breakdown, it gets your attention pretty immediately. Yeah, so. and it stays yeah, pretty solid throughout. So. But yeah, overall, definitely the heaviest record uh, yeah, to crack sure. my top ten, and uh, and yeah, it's it's definitely worth a listen if you've never heard of Humanity's Last Breath or have never checked them out. Um, sort of like me two months ago, essentially, uh, <laughs> I, I would highly recommend doing so. And let's uh, go ahead and transition to something again, completely different than what yeah. we're talking about. This uh, this list is kind of almost like a roller coaster. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. My. Uh, yeah, this next one, uh, Star Set Horizons. This was my number eight record on my list. Um, it was for me. I really enjoyed. Like, it was very different than I think a lot of the stuff in my my top ten. I guess similar to Humanity's Last Breath, but in a very different way. Almost obviously. exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're very like poppy and sort of like cinematic sounding. Yeah. But I just I really enjoy the. I don't know, the way the vocals are layered with such heavy instrumentation, like, I, I don't think sound-wise it's similar, but it gives me, from the way they layer their songs, it gives me some sleep token stuff where, like, the vocals generally are, like, softer and more clean, and then, and like, with really heavy, like, chuggy instruments, and I, I like that sort yeah, of Yeah, they, they definitely do the sleep token thing, that, that mix of, like, sort of almost popular, like pop rock like yeah but then they'll come in with like a heavy riff and you're just like well all right well this is you know that mainstream rock versus like heavy heavier music that sleep token does so well star set definitely does a good bit of that i think they're a little bit more accessible than sleep token yeah i definitely think Um, so too i think this is this is probably the most accessible band we're going to talk about i think uh you know, I think I've seen friends that I know listen to just nothing but what's on the radio have this playing on their Spotify. Like, I, I, yeah. I just I think this is definitely the most, you know, like that satellite song from their last record. Maybe that was two records ago. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that that song, I know, kind of blew up a good bit. Manifest is huge, too. And yeah. that may also be in part because Luke Holland, uh, you yeah, know, the true. YouTube drummer that's covers true. it. And like yeah. people seem to love that that mix. And Luke Holland's a madman on he the drums madman i think but i think just to riff on luke holland for a second i think uh my favorite project of his is that jason richardson self-titled or or, or is, is it self-titled that like solo it, record he released oh yeah yeah or is it just called I, like i i'm honestly not it's something like that but anyways uh him and luke holland uh write some solid music i'm pretty sure they have another uh another one in the works another record oh, really? in the works. Oh, that, so that, keep an eye out for that in 2022 i think that's a, a definite possibility but but anyways, to, to stop being off track here, Star said. So <laughs> Back to Star <laughs> The uh, Just for me, it, it did not crack my top ten. Um, it, it honestly, for me, it just didn't stand out enough with a lot of the of the music that you know we listened to this year. Um, it was just a little too generic for me. But that's not to take anything away from, from the music itself. It's definitely a record that I enjoy listening to. It's one that I feel like I can put on 
no matter who is around me, like, like sitting around yeah. the fire, I feel like I could put that <laughs> song on that record on and not scare anybody away. <laughs> Where if I put humanity's yeah, last definitely. breath on, I think I'm not going to have as many people coming back to visit me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you might get some weird glances. <laughs> so that, that's some, that's worth mentioning, you know, that, that it's an accessible band. That's, you know, I can still enjoy that. Uh, I feel like most people yeah. can enjoy in my circle. This is definitely the more like poppy of the bands that made my list. And I, I do like them. Um, I was honestly surprised at how high I ended up putting it on my list. Not that I, you know, didn't like it or anything. It just, I found myself going back to it. Like the first time I listened through it was like, Oh, this is, this is good. And, and stuff, but I didn't think it would make my top 10. And then I just kept going back and listening to it. And Icarus was the, the one song that really caught me. Um, I've just gone back and listened to that song exclusively numerous times. And then even going, doing like another listen through of my top 10 to finalize. Um, it was just like, yeah, this, this album is good. I, I like the, the sound of it and it is definitely more, more poppy and not as heavy or (laughs) anything as some of the other ones on my, my list, but it definitely did something different that the other ones on my list didn't do. And I think that's why I tried to mix my, my top 10 wanted it to not all be basically bands that sound the same. And that, that was what I think got it into my, my top eight. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, you know, that mix of catchy, accessible rock, with the heavy moments blended in, honestly, that's the reason I like Star Set in the first place. So yeah, you know they they delivered on that. So it's it's you know it's still a great Star Set record. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy it. And I also just recently found out like I haven't been a huge follower of Star Set. I've you know enjoyed their music, but just kind of recently started getting into them. Uh, and I found out that they have a comic out as well really? through Marvel. So I kind of want to check that out. Cause as, I, a, as a Coheed and Cambria fan, this intrigues me. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I figured too. Is like, it kind of, it almost gives me the Coheed feel that like they have this universe they're building and then they have a comic that kind of ties into. Yeah. Stuff, I have, I have I like seen that. people, I've seen people on, on Coheed fan groups and things like that. Again, if you listen to the intro podcast that we put out, I'm a, a pretty big Coheed <laughs> fan. Um, but I've seen star set mentioned a lot on those pages, um, as like a band who's kind of similar. They also have like sort of the space concept record type thing that that they do. Um, so I guess in a lot of ways, you know, they have some similarities, maybe not fully musically, but, uh, conceptually. And if they're getting into comics and graphic novels, (laughs) novels now, you know, you might see a star set Coed and Cambria tour here soon. That would be sweet. (laughs) But yeah, I think uh, we can transition into the the next. Alrighty, let's uh, let's here. move on to the next record. Uh, for me, this band is one that I discovered back in 2018. They had a song called "Never Be the Same" that popped up on a playlist on Spotify of mine. That I it might have it was either the like recommendation pop uh, like playlist that they just generate. Yeah. Or maybe I was the, listening like, for to some. You. Yeah, the for you pay, uh, playlist, but um. I kind of fell off from them after that. That was really the only song I was in, interested in. And then uh, I heard the song called Home, and that's the name of the record as well. The band is Siamese. Um, and it just hit me in a, in a different way. I mean, it was, it was different. It almost like came off as like 
industrial, like that weird, like synthy sample thing in the beginning that's kind of comes back throughout the track. Yeah. Uh, I normally don't like that in metal or in music in general. Um, that's one of the reasons to go back to Coheed, why I'm not a big fan of the year of the black rainbow record. Um, but for some reason in this instance, it kind of, I connected with it a little bit. Uh, and I liked the chorus. It was super catchy cotton, you know, got stuck in my head pretty much every time I listened to it. Um, I apologize to my wife because, uh, when a song gets stuck in my head, I tend to like walk around singing it extremely poorly. I'll add, um, <laughs> so, uh, so she has to deal with me whenever that happens. And this is one of those songs that that happened with, but, um, well, hopefully she enjoys it too. So. <laughs> she, she might have at one point, she probably <laughs> Not doesn't anymore. anymore. Um, but like, I wasn't too into, I went back and listened to their, their 2017 release. Um, I think it's called superhuman. And there was one song I liked off that record, off that record, but for the most part, I just wasn't into it. But then this record home for me, there was just a run of songs that just, it didn't seem like they were going to, they were missing on. Like I was just like, yeah. this could be on my favorite, you know, songs of 2021 playlist, you know, over and over and over again, almost six songs in a row. I feel like, yeah, um, I, th- I think for me, it was like the, the opening track, few tracks and the end few tracks were a little weaker, but then the middle chunk was of songs like back to back were all very consistent. Yeah. I think that's ultimately why it didn't crack my top 10 was just because like the way it starts and ends was kind of like it almost like it ramped up in the middle and then kind of slowed down at the end. And, um, there were just a few tracks in there that didn't really click with me. Uh, there were definitely some on there that I enjoyed, but, um, ultimately just being a huge year for music. Uh, I just couldn't end up putting it in my top right. 10. Yeah. And, and it barely cracked mine at number eight, but, uh, it just, there's something about, you know, so, and some of the other moments on this record, something that sleep token also does, and they didn't crack my top 10, but I'm going to reference them here. <laughs> um, they have some songs where it's almost just like isolated piano and vocal and you know it just slowly builds slowly builds and then it gets heavier as it gets to the end and then it ends with like a breakdown or just something heavy and there's a track on on this record home called honest that does that um it's it's an emotional roller coaster a bit um <laughs> yeah. and and i enjoy songs like that uh i i definitely am a bigger fan of the heavier stuff in general but when you throw a song like that on a record um often for me it becomes a highlight yeah uh, i know those are like the divisive songs for for metalheads i think this is like when you throw a soft softer song then people are like oh no they're going soft and then people like hate on it but then other people it ends up being that like beacon song of like wow they can even do slow songs like slower and right. softer songs yeah. slow relatively speaking obviously right. it's not like smooth r&b or anything but <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, a band that they they sort of remind me of a bit is like newer Veil of Maya to a degree, not necessarily full tilt, but to a degree. Um, But they also do that like mainstream pop meets heavy music thing that Sleep Token does um, to a degree as well. So it's like they give me a lot of leprous vibes, too. In some songs, yeah, I can see that. I yeah, can see it's that. it's definitely not on every track, but there's some songs where I almost like forget that I'm not <laughs> listening to Leprous. Some like older, le- like older, like Cole Congregation era Leprous for sure. I can see yeah. that. 
Um, but yeah, this isn't necessarily my normal taste in music, this record, but it just struck a chord with me every song I liked. And, uh, you know, there were only a handful of songs that I wasn't a major fan of. It's almost fitting that our top 10 is like, we're, we're not normal albums for us in a weird, <laughs> not normal year. It has <laughs> been a weird year in many, many, uh, many ways, but, yeah. um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of you know, the reason that this cracked my top 10 and is where it is, is, uh, it was a super consistent record. I feel like I'm saying that a lot. I feel like I'm going to continue to say that a lot. I think it takes consistency sort of to a degree to make an album of the year playlist. Um, yeah, definitely. You, know, you can't just put out one or two great songs and have a bunch of, you know, trash yeah. <laughs> the rest of the way through, you know, phoning it in for the rest of it. But, yeah. Um, honestly, that's the reason a good handful of records didn't make this list. Um, for me, but, um, overall, yeah, this, this came in at number eight for me. And you, uh, you were mentioning this, uh, album giving you some sleep token vibes and that actually brings us to our, our next album on the the list sleep token. This place will become your tomb. Uh, it was my number seven. I know you said it didn't, it didn't crack your top 10. It didn't. It probably came in like at 11 or 12. It, (laughs) It was, it was really, really tight towards the end. And there were just some records I had to had to cut off leprous it was one of them that that barely didn't make my list uh and sleep token is another one of those that sort of was a late late scratch <laughs> yeah yeah there was definitely a lot of for me too a lot of shuffling at the end of the year once all the albums were out and going back through and re-listening to everything just to give them all a fair shot and not do like a recency bias of oh this is one's newer so i like it more um you know i wanted to give everything a fair shot and try and kind of cram it all together <laughs> And uh, yeah, Sleep Token, I was actually, um, a few of the singles that uh, when they were put out before the album, I was kind of concerned, not that they were going to be bad, but I was kind of concerned the route that they were going to take the album, um, just because a lot of the singles were much softer than their normal stuff. And I just, I really like his vocals, but I love the just heavy, insane, like down-tuned chugginess of a lot of their songs and uh, and dare dare we say the gent? Yes, the de gent. <laughs> and I was kind of wondering if they were going to go more poppy. And I definitely feel like this album did go more poppy. Like they have a lot more piano and um, a lot more sort of airy, atmospheric songs. But I think the way they're placed in the album here just fits really well. And listening to the album from front to back, it kind of eased my concern when I was listening to it of like, no, these fit well here. And this album is really strong as a whole. Like it's another one that's kind of a a roller coaster that, you know, you get some real heavy stuff and then, you know, the like Atlantic, the piano. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, you know, how, you know, that Siamese record we were just talking about. I was talking about that song, honest, how it, you know, isolated piano and vocal. And then it like, gradually builds and gets heavier yeah uh that's that's atlantic on this record for sure and yeah it's, definitely. it's honestly one of my favorite tracks on the record because of that so it's it's strange you know uh that that sort of stands out to me in in a record but uh especially a heavier record not that this sleep token record fits that bill but um but yeah that that atlantic song um is is one of the highlights for me on that record yeah, I actually had, uh, I, you know, I went from being concerned that it, the way they were taking the album was not going to jive with me 
but then I went from there to struggling to pick a favorite track on the album. Um, I think Hypnosis was ultimately my favorite. Um, I would say that's mine as well. And I and <laughs> I know we were talking earlier <laughs> and saying, oh, I hate when my favorite song on the track is like the first single or right. like the, the title song. It's not just, you don't hate it because, you know, it's just like, oh, well, are you really a fan if your favorite right. song is the title track and stuff? But Alkaline is, you know, just such a... Yeah. Well, that was like the first single they put out and is so strong of a of a single. It really is. It's it's stayed in my rotation pretty much since the single dropped. Um and uh that that song is is you know, I, I would say Hypnosis is the strongest track on the record for me, but it, uh, I think so too. Alkaline is definitely number two. Alkaline's music video is awesome too. Like it is I pretty don't, wild. I don't generally like when I watch the music video, I watch it but I'm not like absorbed by it, but that was one that I found myself of like, I could, I could pay money to go to a theater and watch a full length movie of whatever this is. Yeah. And What's going on? Not a hundred percent sure, but I like it. Even like it gave me <laughs> matrix vibes, but then also had like weird horror elements yeah. and then like vessels, just such a crazy guy that yeah. it's just like, what's going on in his head? Like, what is this? video about and you want to talk stuff, about but other weird sleep token music videos that one for the love you want or whatever i don't think i've seen that yet. Have to check he's that like out. wielding a samurai sword and there's like a oh. weird like like choreographed dance with other people i think they might have sword i don't it's just it's crazy it's it's i'll have to check that out i never, I've, I've I never know what's going on in those in those videos but it's you know it's captivating at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I think this overall was just such a, a solid album. I, at first with when Alkaline was at, put out, I was like, Oh, this is, if they go with this feel for the whole album, this is going to be my album of the year. And then they put out the other ones. I was like, Oh, I'm a little concerned now. Um, so I wasn't sure where it was going to land on my list, but you know, I think, Number seven is a is a pretty solid place for yeah. it. I actually had similar thoughts um, whenever Alkaline dropped that uh, Sleep Token was gonna gonna do big things for me this year. And number eleven, I mean that's that's nothing to scoff at, but you know they did not crack my top ten. I just want to mention one more thing about Sleep Token before we move on about that song Hypnosis because we were yeah. having a little bit of a conversation earlier, um, just sort of riffing on on what they remind us of. And while they're, you know, typically more poppy, um, you know, pop, ambient, metal, whatever you want to call it, that track Hypnosis gives me crazy Chevelle, like Vitamin R leading us along vibes. Yeah. And you had mentioned Breaking Benjamin, like So Cold vibes. Yeah, that that rotary kind of like quick riff that they That little repeat. intro riff, yeah, yeah that like me, goes throughout, yeah. Yeah, it gives me So Cold vibes there and so i just i just wanted to bring that up because i thought that was interesting we actually then went and listened to those songs <laughs> and we were just like wow this is actually pretty accurate so i just i love when you can i mean not that this is necessarily their inspiration writing that song but i love when i listen to music and i get kind of i can get vibes from other bands and then it makes me go down this rabbit hole and i start like re-listening to bands i haven't listened to in years or you know, dis- maybe even discover other related bands that I've never heard of. Yeah. You know, I, I love how music makes you do that. And Getting inspiration from from songs to yeah. either go back and re-listen to, to things from your past or even discover something new, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think uh, we're ready to move on and discuss our, our Yeah, I think album. we talked enough about Sleep Token here. Let's yeah, go we- ahead and move on. Uh, this was a record that got released earlier in the year. And for me, when it came out, I felt like it was going to be a strong like album of the year contender from the get-go. I I bought the vinyl. I did all. Yeah, you know, I, I just too. I was just like, this is going to be this is going to be one of the ones we're talking about here at the end. And here we are. Um, yeah, so it it stayed despite all of the <laughs> albums that released, and this yes. being an early one, it, it stayed on the list. Yeah. So we're we're going to talk about Era, uh, and that's their self-titled record that they dropped here at the beginning of the year. Uh, it came in at number seven on my list. It was number five on mine. Yeah. So I mean, with it coming out earlier in the year, I definitely did have to go back re-listen to some stuff. But there were some songs like Vanish Canvas and. Idolin, I believe is how that's pronounced. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if it's I- Idolin or Idolon. <laughs> it's something <but> like that. <laughs> um, it's it, those those songs have stayed in my rotation pretty much all year. I have an album of the year or song of the year playlist that I put together every year um, that I typically listen to on on uh, shuffle whenever I'm driving or working out or whatever. Um, and and those songs have been on that list all year. Uh, so I've definitely listened to you know my favorites. I'll say throughout the whole year but going back and listening to the record as a whole was actually a nice treat towards the end of the year to just be like oh this record was pretty damn good (laughs) yeah it was yeah there there are a lot of songs on this album that just the first time listening through it was just kind of like oh man this is my favorite track and then you get to the next one it's like oh no maybe this one so it was it was another one that was kind of hard to to pick a favorite I think Eidolon or Eidolon you know however you pronounce right. it uh, that was my favorite on the on the album but Scorpion Hymn Gungrave Snowblood all are just great Vanish Canvas yeah Vanish Canvas is good too <laughs> honestly there's not really one that's that's bad on there and they they all uh, the album does a lot of things well it you know it's I think it goes well with being heavy and atmospheric, kind of. That's, I think, the running theme of the That's what we're into, that, folks. That's what yeah. we're into. We like what we like. <laughs> but uh, I just think Era, for me, is sort of really starting to separate themselves in the metalcore genre. Um, and I'm sure there are people that will disagree with that. But <laughs> that's it's just right. their, their, mix, their mix of cleans and, and harsh, heavy screams, whatever the hell you want to call that. Um, I'm just going to call them harsh vocals, uh, as well as like, you know, they have technical guitars, but then they have the chuggy, like breakdown style guitars. And it's just kind of what I look for when I listen to metalcore these days. I just, I want that mix. Um, you know, some bands are going, you know, full clean, not as much heavy stuff. Uh, some bands are sticking to, you know, heavy stuff with mixed in cleans every once in a while. I just feel like their mix for me is kind of ideal, like the ideal metalcore mix that I look for. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I th- they, I mean, metalcore can be very like samey and generic with some bands. And I just, I feel like in a flood of metalcore bands, era stands out because they do so many things so well and they do the chuggy heavy stuff, but then they have cool melodic riffs and you know the the vocals go heavy but then they also have good cleans at least in my opinion uh, you know some people don't like the cleans and stuff but i mean i feel like in metalcore you kind of expect there to be right. some clean vocals at least to a degree yeah. yeah and i think they do all of those things really well 
and I mean, I, I've enjoyed all of their albums to date. Um, some more than others, but this one is definitely... This is probably my favorite era record. Yeah, I, th- I think so as well. It's, they, you know, they have a lot of good ones, but this one is just like a, a different level for them. They're stands, stands out of all of their, yeah their other albums. If I, if I had to pick a favorite track on this record, I, I think you basically said it was tough for you to do so, but I would probably say Vanish Canvas. Um, and I wanted to bring up and just discuss... <laughs> You know, they re-released that song towards the end of the year um, with Courtney LaPlante from Spirit Box. Yeah. And she just has sort of like a small vocal role at the end there. But um, did you listen to that? How did you feel about that? I did. And I enjoy that. I mean, I I don't think Courtney can put out bad music. (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody in the metal community is starting to feel that way. I think she... uh, you know, her, her list of features is growing <laughs> by the second. So, yeah, she just, I mean, the whole, just the whole spirit box band is just, just animals. They're, yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> the, they're one of the biggest stories of, of this year for sure. They kind of went from zero to hero seemingly, uh, not that they were making bad music before. It just uh, yeah, they were just not as big of a name, and like now the, they're on st- the Mara Effect suite of songs is fantastic. If you've yeah. not listened to those, if if your only introduction to Spirit Box is Eternal Blue, go back and listen to those songs because they're fantastic. But I was so glad I was able to pick up their like the single collection on vinyl <laughs> yes. before it sold out. I think I got I think there were four left. When yeah. I went to check out, so but, yeah, there's. But I, I, I think we're, we'll we'll save some of this because we might be talking about Spirit Box a little bit later. But um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, for me, I don't know how much her vocal at the end of that re-release elevated the song for me, but uh, it sort of reminded me how much I enjoyed that song, seeing it drop again. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, I, I agree that it it didn't change the song as a whole. But I thought it was a cool thing to do and yeah. like re-release and and feature her and and just like get some different sound on it a little bit and I thought that was that was cool and I kind of wish bands would do that more. Like, yeah. That's neat to just it's like, like the intermingling. <laughs> yeah, and just like re-record a song and feature a different musician and just have sort of like boost each other up. Of oh well now they're they show up on each other's spotify's if you search them and right you know kind of get the search engine optimization for your for your music uh cast a wider net yeah i I like that idea and you know it's cool to see oh these bands you know they're friends i guess yeah to want to work together and and stuff and that's that's pretty cool let's see a tour in the future that would be a sick tour (laughs) spirit box and era but, uh, for sure. But yeah, so, you know, just to sort of summarize, Era was, that self-titled record was fantastic. Uh, number seven for me, number five for you. And uh, yeah, it sort of survived the the test of, you know, releasing early in the year and, and sort of it stayed stayed relevant for me. Yeah, I agree with that. It's it's impressive that, when did it release in, was it like February? I think it was February. Yeah, it was early in the year. So the fact that it, stood the yeah the test of time absolutely. being this and long how, year yeah, and how crazy how crazy the releases were this year yeah that's yeah that's something to be said for that for sure but let's go ahead and uh, move off of era and this uh this next record i am shocked that it didn't crack your top 10 it's a little i'm, I'm a little i'm a little surprised <laughs> are lie. you hurt i'm not i'm not hurt <laughs> i'm not hurt per se i'm just i'm a little surprised 
But uh, I, I'm honestly surprised as well. <laughs> you can introduce the album. Yeah. So so one of my favorite bands right now for sure, um, Silent Planet. They released a record called Iridescent, and uh, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, it came in at number six for me. Um, and before we even talk about the record, I just want to throw out that Garrett Russell is an absolute gem of a human being. He is. Yeah. <laughs> he is one of the nicest guys in the scene. Uh, and probably the, one of my favorite musicians in general. Yeah. The, the whole band seems really nice, but I don't know. Garrett just seems like he's constantly reaching out to fans and just like very interactive. And I've, I've seen them live twice. Uh, once I saw them with the contortionist in Sky Harbor, I actually drove to Baltimore for that show. Ooh, that's a good, um, and then, and then once actually with you, we went and saw them, uh, with August Burns Red and Silverstein. Yeah. I was trying to remember who yeah. all was in that lineup. Cause there might've been another band, but those are the three I remember. Yeah. Um, was it, was that with After the Burial? No. Oh, I, I see. I saw two shows. I saw that one, and then there was another show that I saw maybe oh, okay. like three weeks later. Gotcha. And I, they were at the same venue, so yeah. I kind of mixed the lineups yeah, yeah, together. Yeah. But but at each of those shows that I saw them at, um, Garrett hung out after the show, like talk, like spent time talking to me, like actually, you know, asked my name, asked about my life, like seemed genuinely interested about me as a person. Um. And you don't really see that that much in, in I mean, I guess you see it a, a decent amount in, in metal. I think some of the metal musicians are just genuinely nice people, but I think it's definitely more common than the more poppy music, right? Like they, they do more interactive things with, but I, I, I feel like he goes above and beyond even, even for the scene. Um, I do too. And he, he interacts with everybody, you know, social media, whatever. And, uh, you know, I, I ordered a hat. I'm actually wearing it right now. Um, and and he wrote me like a little note. Like it's 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 just the little things, you know. That add didn't up. it come with like candy too? Yeah, like it's yeah. like I got like a lollipop and a tootsie roll, and <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Like a little goodie bag and a handwritten yeah, note. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, just it's things like that that just it makes you want to like the band, and it helps that they also put out bangers. So yeah. Um, this album was good. It didn't crack my my top ten, like you said, but it was it was really solid. And it's not that I disliked it. It's just you know the other ones were right. stronger just contenders in, yeah. in my in my opinion. For me, it's just this his style, Garrett's style, in you know his vocal style, his lyric, like his lyricism, like he just he's a poet, and you know he he researches to write his songs. Like it's it's crazy the effort that he puts into writing, um, but just the way like his vocal style the like almost spoken word like, I do really slash like metals like like that growly like spoken word thing like it's just i just i love it it's 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 great it's unique for in my opinion for the scene um i agree with that he definitely has like his own vocals you can tell when it, that it's him and, and he gets featured on some songs too and even if he's not given credit as soon as he like you know there are some songs on spotify where it doesn't say featuring garrett russell but you know he's on the track because of his vocal style yeah he's he's featuring a song on the latest norma jean album yes yeah yeah, and yeah. it was just uh, like listening to it without knowing that i was like wait a minute Garrett's on here. that's actually and, my favorite track on that record yeah, I too think it's, is it anna i think <laughs> yeah is the yeah yep. Or Anna, I'm not sure. Yeah, but that that uh, yeah, it, it, it that style of vocal just for me is, is unique to the scene, and it 
stands out and it separates them for me. I mean, I guess you would consider them metalcore. Yeah. Um, especially of their last two records with, with uh, how much clean vocals they do, um, which I know is controversial, <laughs> I think, to a degree. But for me, I think it's great. I, I actually enjoy it a lot. Um, uh, probably my favorite track on the record is Translate the Night. Um that is on, a good track. It, it sounds like it could have been on like the Night God Slept, one of their one of their older records, which is one of my favorite records. They actually did like a redux of it, I think, recently. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, it has like uh, Native Blood on it, which is a great song. Oh yeah, yeah. I um, I wasn't too familiar with the, the names, of the actual albums. Yeah. They're one of those bands that I just kind of shuffle their discography on Spotify and don't really look at the the names just because. Most of their songs are just consistently good. Yeah. They, so I don't really pay attention to the album names too yeah, much for them. It's just uh, like, put them on shuffle and let it go. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're fantastic. But, um, but yeah, that song for me just sort of fits in with some of the older stuff that I, that sort of got me into Silent Planet to begin with. Um, and then they do a lot of the newer stuff. Um, there's a song called Till We Have Faces as well on that record that I gravitate towards. Um, that's a good, tar- a good track too. Uh, there's, there's a little bit of like an industrial rock feel to that track, which again, I think I've, I mentioned this earlier. There's going to be a lot of repetitive themes here apparently, but, um, I didn't used to enjoy that style. I, I need to go back and listen to year of the black rainbow again. I think it's, it's kind of where <laughs> you're rethinking that. your yeah. whole, but, um, your whole life, but I don't know. It just clicked with me. It has some samples in that song and effects and stuff that I wouldn't have normally liked that I think just worked with the track. So yeah, my favorite track on there was uh Panopticon. Great song. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the singles. Yeah. I being that guy <laughs> picks the single. Um, I just, I liked that one seemed like particularly heavy on the, on the album and I just I thought it kind of stood out from the others because of that and not that it's just like oh pick music for the sake of being heavy but I just like it was just kind of like the lighthouse in the album that stood out yeah. to me and I, I really enjoyed that that track the most but you know the the two songs that you had mentioned as well are solid tracks and that was a, this was another album it's a common theme of these top 10 it's just hard to pick a yeah a favorite song i want to i want to shout out the song terminal as well because i know this was a little bit different for them um there was a like a degree of i I think i think garrett was doing like clean vocals like i think he was singing i think that's one of the few times that he's done that on a a track maybe i'm wrong i think (laughs) i i think i listened to an interview with him where he talked about that he's also playing guitar a little bit um, if you watch the music video, uh, he's, he's playing guitar and, you know, I think they stepped a little bit out of their comfort zone on that track. There's a lot of clean vocals, but, um, overall, I think it's, it's a highlight for me on that record. I, I, I really enjoyed that song. Yeah, that's a, that is a good track too. There, there's really not any, you know, bad tracks on it. Like, I think they're pretty consistently good throughout, but those, uh, for me, Panopticon was just the, yeah, so. The so standout one. Listen to Translate the Night. Listen to Terminal. Listen to Till We Have Faces. Just go back and just, listen. Just to listen to the whole record, really. It's it's great. It's great. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's where that that one ends for me. Number six and uh, super strong record. I think the so we'll move into the the next one here, um, which was uh, pretty strong on 
on both of our our lists. Uh, Idola, the architect, a little, little stronger on mine. Yeah, a little bit stronger. <laughs> uh, for me, it was number six. I had them at number three. Uh, yeah. they, they cracked the top three for me. I I did not anticipate that to be the case. Uh, it's not typical. Like they they sort of fall under that dance Gavin dance umbrella a little bit. And uh, definitely have that. And I'm not a f- major fan of dance Gavin dance. Not that I don't like them. It's just they don't. They're not you know one of my premier bands. They're not a band that I necessarily seek out all that much. But. Uh, but yeah, they this record really really clicked with me. I thought the first six, six songs in a row, I was just like, can this can this album do anything wrong? Like it just was banger after banger for me. Um, honestly, the first six songs are all tracks that could have made my top twenty twenty one like song playlist. Like they were they were great. Yeah, this one uh, I actually for the other. For the other albums, I was able to narrow down and de- begrudgingly decide a, a contender track. That was my favorite, but this one I just couldn't. <laughs> so uh, I just kind of list them them both. But uh, I guess if I now on the spot, if I had to pick, um, I'd say Mutual Fear was probably my favorite song on the the album. Um, Empty Gardens was, was pretty good, and... Um, I forget what the other one was called. I actually deleted it from my, my Google Docs. Is um, something Tongues. Uh, forgotten uh, Tongues. Forgotten Tongues, yeah. yeah. That's a good song, too. Uh, yeah. Empty Gardens was my favorite track. Um, yeah. It was tough for me to pick a favorite track as well. <laughs> um, but I, I've said this before, probably not on the podcast since this is a very new thing, but I've definitely said this before to you. Um, whenever there's just sort of a break in a song where it sort of shifts to like a harmonized vocal, often like male, female harmonized vocal. For me, that's, I, I love that. Like, uh, I'll give another example of, of that happening. Um, Cryptodira on their, uh, devil's despair record. The last yeah. two tracks negation consumes it, affirmation and negation consumes itself. I believe are the names. Um, they do that on that track and it's are on, on those tracks and it's, the highlight of that record for me so um empty gardens has that happen in in this song as well uh or your empty gardens it happens in that song as well and uh yeah highlight of the record for me <laughs> yeah i i enjoy the the harmonized vocals too i think there's something with that it just like gives you that extra feel like you get more absorbed into the song when you it, have it adds another layer that you weren't expecting it kind of comes out of nowhere you know when you're, yeah. you're you're layering the instruments you're layering you know all the effects and whatever and whenever all of a sudden now you're layering like a different vocal in there it just it it elevates it a bit for me I don't yeah know. it's like almost goosebump inducing when you weren't expecting it and it just comes out of nowhere you're like whoo where, where did this come exactly. from exactly yeah I, that song those were like the three that was hard for me to to pick um on there i think i ended up going with mutual fear just from some of the the riffs that were in there really stuck with me and that was a track that when i went back to listen to the album i found myself clicking like going to that gravitating towards that song so yeah i honestly like the way the record opens to uh hidden worship into counter counterfeit shrines um those are that's that's a highlight for me those two songs uh Counterfeit Shrines for a while was my favorite favorite song on the record. Um, that is a good track too. So it's it's uh 
yeah, it's tough. It's tough to pick pick one one moment or one record or one song on the record, but uh, but yeah, this this song this record was super consistent, um, song after song, just fantastic. It's funny. I'm I'm not sure if it's the same with you, but the the way I found out about them is with them touring with Crypto Deer in intervals. <laughs> I had never heard of them prior to to this uh i had actually seen their album when i think uh was on rise records like record sale i had seen the album artwork but didn't know who the the band was and then seeing that they were on the bill with intervals and crypto deer i I gave them a listen to you know get a feel for their their sound and everything and was like holy cow i can't believe i've never listened to them before and yeah it was really sad honestly to see them drop from that tour yeah uh but you know, Seder uh, filled in. And, yeah, uh, and Seder did not disappoint. No, that was all. another. That was another sort of discovery from that tour. Because I, I agree. I, th- I think you know, I had heard of Idola before that. I knew that they were under the Dance Gavin Dance umbrella. Um, not being a major fan of Dance Gavin Dance, I may have listened to a song or two and just sort of wrote them off. This was definitely before they released this record. Um, it wasn't until that tour got announced with Intervals and Crypto Dira and Thank You Scientist that uh that i fully checked them out and i'm glad i did because they uh, came in at number three for me yeah definitely uh if you haven't heard of idola definitely check it out if you're into the the dance gavin dance but even if you're not of... if you're into if you're into you know just yeah i guess metal, to your that point. metal core yeah because i because i'm not a big i'm not a big dance gavin dance fan i'm not i'm gonna try not to say that anymore on this <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, some well, you're their, not like some of their stuff. I like. I own some of their records on vinyl. I, I've seen them live multiple times. I, I don't hate them. Yeah, it just it's just, just not, not the. It's like good tiger go-to. for me. It's like good tiger for me. I've yeah. seen them like live three or four times. I just. It's funny because I love them and I haven't seen them <laughs> live yet. And yeah, I, I just don't. I don't spin them on a regular basis. That's that's really about it. But this Iadola record, I do spin on a regular basis. So check it out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next up on our our list, uh, we've mentioned them a, a couple times now. Um, Spirit Box Eternal Blue, it uh, landed in my number three, so definitely a very very strong album for me. Yeah, I had them at number four. Uh, you know, anything top five is is pretty darn pretty darn good. Honestly, everything in this top ten that we've talked about today, all great records, but this one. Uh, kind of got a lot of hype um a lot of acclaim in a lot of different circles um i mean you're seeing them with forbes articles and yeah, billboard articles and they're she's you know interviewing people and being interviewed by big names and she, they're often on sirius xm do yeah, whether like, it's octane or liquid metal they're just they're all over the dang place right now yeah they've definitely exploded with this record and I rightfully so. I mean, it's, I, I feel like it's definitely sound wise, not similar, but I think it's like how we talked about, um, sleep token being, you know, kind of more approachable with the, the softer songs and the more poppy. And like when we talked about star set, I feel like they kind of did that here too, where they definitely have really heavy stuff, but they also have some more poppy things. Like there was a uh, one song on the track or on the album kind of gave me almost like post malone vibes like the flow of it oh, like which, it which definitely song is that that's is that halcyon no it wasn't it wasn't halcyon um ah, i'm blanking on the the name of it now that i'm 
on the spot. Well, while you're but, while you're trying to think of that, there's to to riff off of the excessiveness uh, or the accessibility um, constants. You know, I could see I could see like family members of mine. You know, even like my grandmother, which. You know, if you've ever seen the music video, it's a little whatever. But like, I could see people like you know who don't listen to metal being able to listen to that song and enjoy it. Where uh, Holy Roller, not so much. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like there's there's a there's a good mix yeah. on that record. I think it was. I think it's the summit. I want to say summit. that. Okay. Was the the like do 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 do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the flow of the song, like I definitely. I apologize for doing that in the on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, don't sing again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I think they're just, there's so many good tracks on here and they have that level of, you know, Holy Roller being heavy as hell, which is strangely my least favorite track on the record. I, I think I'd have to agree, which is funny because, you know, it's probably the most popular track on the record for some reason. Well, didn't something else just, was it Constance or was, oh, Circle With Me just won like number one song or something like that. Yeah, it was Sirius XM. Yeah. Uh, I forget if it was Octane or Liquid Metal, but one of them gave it the the track, like awarded them. Um, that's probably that's probably my favorite track on the record is Circle, Circle with, with me. me. So not to not to fit the mainstream <laughs> opinion there, but it's probably the one I listen to the most. Um, Halcyon as well. Halcyon, that's my favorite. And I assume that's how that's pronounced. Again, a lot of these so titles are a little, you know, <laughs> I, a little below my, my <laughs> education level. But um, <laughs> the yeah, I think. It goes from Halcyon into Circle With Me, and I think it's just like a really good chunk. And then it finishes with Constance. Like that end block of the album is just so good. And it's hard to pick, but I, I think Halcyon is, is my favorite, and Circle With Me is probably a close second. Yeah. Um, yeah, I said below my education level, I meant above my education level. <laughs> it's just showing my education level. But um, You're going to get all the, all the comments. <laughs> I don't care. But, uh, but yeah, the summit, great song, um, circle with me, great song. Uh, it's just the, the mix that they do on their records, the mix of, you know, the heavy and the, and the not as heavy, you know, the, you know, make you do the stank face to like make (laughs) you want to cry. Like there's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a nice sort of ride whenever you can have all those different types of feelings and emotions when listening to a record. And for me, there was a lot of hype. Because uh, some of the singles that they put out that actually didn't end up making the record, Blessed Be being one of those. Uh, Blessed Be is probably one of my top five favorite songs of all time. I love that song so much. Hearing those songs and then hearing Holy Roller, for me, I was like, well, at least it's going to have those other two songs on that record. And then when when I found out it wasn't going to, my like expectations for where this was going to land, where this record was going to land for me sort of went from absolutely like sky high to like, I don't know how this is going to go. Um, and it ended up not disappointing. Honestly, if you replaced a couple songs on that record with blessed B and rule of nines, this wasn't, this was the album of the year. 
Oh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Blessed Be is... Uh, I just love that song. and the, That's another one where the music video stuck with me. Like, yeah, a lot of times they don't, but it just gave me that Handmade Tale vibe. I was going to say that, like the Handmade Tale yeah, style. Yeah, and that was actually like right when me and my wife had started watching Handmaid's Tale, and we were getting really into it and enjoying it, and yeah. then I watched that video and was like, wow, this is feels like extended universe Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> and, and stuff, so I just really enjoyed that um track so it's a bummer that it didn't make the album but you know they ended up pressing the singles yeah album and put it on there so they they appeased me thank you um but yeah i I think this is an album where it's not a concept album at least to my knowledge yeah i don't don't get full concept album vibes but it is one that i think the placement of the tracks just it adds to it if you listen to it from front to back yeah it flows nice yeah it there were some singles like as they were putting them out that I enjoyed, but was like, oh, I don't know. Like depending on how this album, the how it goes, they sounds like they're going with a slightly different sound than the other singles and and albums that they have put out. And listening to it from front to back, I holy cow, the placement <laughs> of these tracks just lend so well together. It just this album is. A damn near masterpiece it really is it, it, it i feel like they could have did a little more just a little bit more um like i said honestly if you replaced a couple of those you know slightly lesser tracks on that record with blessed be and rule of nines this is this is a completely different conversation but <laughs> yeah. um you know still extremely solid record front to back definitely a, a roller coaster definitely one of those records that you for the best experience you want to listen to it front to back, but you could still split out those songs and put them on playlists. And when they come on, they're still just as impactful. So, uh, that's why it came in at number four for me. Yeah, I think, uh, that was my, my number three and definitely earned its spot. Uh, I'm was debating about it and putting it even higher, but you know, the, the next couple albums we talk about, we'll understand where uh, where I'm coming from, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Why it ended up three and not my album of the year. Well, you still had it beat this next record, which I'm actually a little surprised. I'm very surprised, too, honestly. Um, because this was probably the record I was most hyped about um, this year. As soon as it was announced, and especially given the gravity of the announcement um, and the name. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> hint, hint. I was I was like this has to you you don't have a choice if you're going to name your record this it has to be a flawless record front to back and uh the yeah. record we're talking about here is Colors 2 Between the Bear and Me Colors being such an iconic record I mean if you listen to metal and you don't like covet this re- that <laughs> record I d- I question your sanity <laughs> I think some people are into the, like that sort of counterculture thing now that because it's so good and people are like colors <laughs> is so good that there are people that are just like shut oh, up about colors already yeah and it's overhyped it's not uh, that record is amazing one of the best record one of the best progressive metal records ever written i definitely um, agree with that it's it's definitely one of my favorite and like you said with the name like colors too i was very hyped for it but also kind of going into it cautiously optimistic that yeah. how do you follow that yeah how do you follow up colors with you colors follow too? it up with the great misdirect and that record is equally masterful but anyways <laughs> color colors too let's talk about that so 
Between the Barry to me releases records that are meant to be consumed front to back. Yeah. I mean, the, you it's tough to, especially now. I mean, the earlier records, you know, Silent Circus, Alaska, whatever, like you can split those records up. You can listen to Selkies by itself. You can listen to Alaska by itself without like needing a lead in. Yeah. A lot of their songs on their last few albums are they clearly just start off like they're left over from right. the previous the, they're tracks. continuations it's almost like you know you need you need the track before it to fully grasp the track you're listening to yeah. so it's like then you just end up backtracking to the, from the end to the beginning <laughs> right. at that point because you're like well this one leaves off i need to go back and you just you might as well just start at the beginning. So that's probably the only knock that I would ever give of between the Barry to me record. And that does not take away from how masterful the record is. Doesn't take away from how fantastic the music is, how epic the music is. It's tough sometimes to just pick one track out and like have that, you know, put it on a playlist because, you know, when you go from one song right into the between the Barry to me track, like hopefully somehow that leads into it because if not, like it's just, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. That's not to say I still don't do that because I do, but, um, but yeah, so, so colors two uh, came in at number two on my list. It, it, it was my number four, <laughs> just slightly below spirit it was, box. It, it was, was, it was a tough close. battle. It was yeah. damn close to, to being the album of the year for me. I think it is just an epic roller coaster. We've used that term multiple times today too, but honestly, how else do you describe a between the bear to me record? I mean, it's, it's got your crazy, like, it sounds like you're in a heavy metal circus and then all of a sudden there's like a little like jazz riff and then there, you know, it just, it's between the bear to me. It's what they do. Um, and there's just so many moments on this record that, you know, they, they had that, that track where, uh, they got multiple drummers, uh, what they got the guy from dream theaters on that track, uh, there's like there's like three I, for, I forget everybody that but it's just like when you first listen to it when it before they tell you that before they release the music video you just think that uh, Blake's just going nuts um, and apparently he plays all all of the parts live which I can't wait to see that would be sweet to watch him. <laughs> but uh, there's just there's just so many moments on this record that uh, that make you remember why you love between the Barry to me to begin with. Um, and it's fit. It fits the name colors too. It definitely lives up to the, to the name. I do. I enjoy that. It, it's sort of like almost video gamey that they have so many Easter eggs for yeah, the colors callbacks. One. Yes. Yeah. And I'd like, I just, I think that's cool and kind of, like lets you nerd out. It's sort of like how Marvel movies have Easter eggs for other movies and teasers and stuff. It just like callbacks to Colors One and and stuff. So they did make it a sequel. You know, it, right. it feels like a spiritual successor to Colors One, and I think that's part of the reason I loved it so much going into it. And it feels like a sequel. Um, you know, put it up there on, on my list. And there were so many awesome, awesome tracks on it. I think my favorite was never seen future shock. Um, isn't that the longest track on the record too? I feel (laughs) like, yeah, it's one of, if it's not second longest longest, human as hell is longer. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that song's, that song's awesome. Uh, I really enjoy bad habits. Uh, and then, uh, Honestly, the intro track, you know, 
gives you that nice little like piano lead in with the like the epic clean vocal uh i feel like that's something that you've come to know and love from between the berry to me lately is just their introduction into a record is always like it's setting the scene essentially yeah it definitely i i think the it's strong from front to back and you know like you said about it being a concept album and you have to kind of listen to it from front to back it's it's great that every track is good so that you know when you oh what is a 90 minute album right something around there it is like 80 80 minutes yeah so it's it's, it's it's a long one and you listen to it from front to back so it can be kind of uh an undertaking to listen to uh because that's probably the only reason it's number two for me honestly is that it's the work speaks for itself how how epic the music is but you really gotta commit (laughs) Yeah, I think for me that's that's it too, and you know I hate to knock it for being a concept album. Like it's you know not a I guess fair way to, but you know we make the decisions with our favorites. That's true. Um, And I think for me it's just because you kind of need to listen to all of them that I don't end up playing the songs as much as others that are standalone tracks that you can just listen to on on the go. Um, you know, I'm seldomly driving for 80 consecutive minutes. So I, you know, would hate to put on an album and then stop and then, you know, the next day come back and finish it. Right. So I I think that's part of the reason for me that I just haven't listened to it quite as much as I have some, some other albums. And I think that's ultimately why I ended up putting Spirit Box above it. It was, it was a hard decision to make, but one I had to when I had to do so. Yeah, no, I I agree. I uh, and and I want to I want to sort of specify too that I don't want them to stop doing what they do. Oh no, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> like I feel like the way that they write music, you know, the way that they write their records, like it's just kind of what you come to know and love about between the Barry to me. So, um. I, I don't want them to change that style at all because I just think it works for their music. Sure, maybe we're not listening to individual songs as frequently as we'll listen to individual songs off of other records, but I always think it's a treat whenever I have the time to sort of, you know, if I'm it's a slow work day or something, or if I'm working from home and I'm on my laptop and, you know, have have the time before a meeting or something to listen to the an entire record. I love being able to put on colors. Colors too uh, coma ecliptic even like that record gets doesn't get enough. Uh, oh, I love that one. The, so much of the eighties synth wave feel to yeah. to that album, but also a great misdirect, which is probably one of my favorite records of all time. I actually like it more than Colors. I know that's kind of a hot take. Ooh, um, shots fired. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I just I I think it's a treat whenever I have the time to do that. It's one of my. It's something that I look forward to. So I, I you know, I enjoy sure it's the- not as accessible the way that they write, but. I don't want them to stop doing it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with that. And another thing I like too is they do all those like weird sound bites. Like they <laughs> like have the, the like horse. Car- <laughs> yeah, and they have like the cartoon head bonk noise. Oh like, yeah. Bonk. And then there's the like sort of in my head what I picture like Fred Flintstone with his legs going oh, yeah. and like kind of thing. And yeah, they're just like it's it's odd, but it 
the stuff that they do, like I, I just would, I want to sit in on a recording session when they're like, it would be so cool doing though. these different things. Yeah, and these, the things that are making these different effects, and like I just, yeah. I just, and like where they come up with these ideas, it's just like, well, we're gonna have a horse neigh in this. Like I just, like, where'd you come up with that? <laughs> why? Like, wh- why does that make sense to you? And it works, and it's hilarious, and it's awesome, and but, but. Why? Yeah, I think it's one of the only <laughs> albums that I actually, I, I both enjoyed it, but also got laughs out of. Right. It's like, it's not a comedy album and it's not like they're, you know, trying to be Weird right. Al and do parodies or anything, but just those little sound bites were kind of funny <laughs> little things in the middle of an otherwise just banger song. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I, I think that that album is just very strong. Yeah, so... Overall, you know, number two on my list. I could talk about Between the Barry to Me all day. So, yeah, me too. Um, you know, one of the first band, progressive metal bands that I think either of us got into. and uh, Yeah, it was definitely just, one of mine. Just consistently on my uh, rotation, for sure. Yeah, so I guess uh, now we're, we're down to uh, kind of our... Number one yeah, this selections, is, got, which they differ. So <laughs> we got two more records left to talk about. Your number one and my number one. They also did make each of our top five, um, but uh, we do differ here. And, yeah. Do you uh, want to want to go into my number one first? I, I think we should do your number one right. first. So my number one album was Vola Witness. Great. Um, if you never heard of Vola, they're they're awesome. Um, In Mazes is a also a fantastic album so, so if you've not heard of them go check that that album out um our witness is very different I'm, i mean i guess being in progressive metal kind of lends to that being different but just the they're, they're very different than the rest of my top 10 and they're almost i guess more prog rock than metal I mean, they definitely have some more metal. They, they, they kind of strike both chords. I think. Yeah. Uh, it depends on the song you're listening to. Listening to. I mean, it's similar to like the Contortionist. How you know they'll have a song that's just down the middle prog rock, but then, you know, they have other songs, language, you know that, uh, thrive. You know, songs that you would consider progressive metal. Um, so it's, it's a mix. It's a mix. Yeah. They kind of straddle the line in between the two. I would say they're definitely closer to prog rock though. I agree with that. Yeah. But this, this was, uh, this one came out earlier in the the year and this is another one that was like, oh, this album is fantastic as I was listening through it, but by the record. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) But as it went on, I was like, I don't know if this will stay in my, my top list, but, um, just Every song on it is good. I I would say my favorite is Stone Leader Falling Down. But then, you know, all of the singles they released beforehand with Head Mounted Sideways, Straight Lines, 24 Light Years, all are super good songs on the the album as well. Yeah, so they come in as number one for you, number five for me. Um, But like you said, the singles, Straight Lines, Head Mounted Sideways, 24 Light Years, all still in my rotation today. So... They probably could have been higher for me, um, but they should be. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, number five still high, and uh, yeah, no, definitely. And, and 
my favorite song's probably Straight Lines, uh, which was one of the singles, so I'm going to be that guy this time. But, uh, <laughs> that's all right. It's just, for me, that's the one I connected with the most, but I also liked Freak and Future Bird, two great songs. Those songs are great, too. I really like the the lyrics are, I'm, I'm sure they have, like, meaning behind them that I don't understand, but Inside Your Fur's lyrics were kind of <laughs> strange, but the... The song itself is awesome. I love the the cadence to it and the the instrumentation is is fantastic. And the the vocals are also awesome. Just I don't know what the lyrics mean. <laughs> right. They their vocal style at times it almost sounds like uh they're shouting into a can. <laughs> like I don't know like I don't it's definitely like an effect and there's definitely a better way to put that um because it makes it sound like it's bad but it's it's a different like it's not to the level of a band like astronoid who does that weird effect to their vocal it's nowhere remotely close to that but like it's a super small fraction of that to me in certain songs yeah i maybe it's like the synth and i like it i'm not again i I, and i really like astronoid too check them out if you've not (laughs) listened to them but um but it's just, it's different. It's different. And yeah. I, I connect to it in some songs and some songs, it kind of, that's what sort of distances me from listening to it over and over again. But, uh, straight lines for me is just, that's, that song's a banger. Yeah. That, that's probably like the close second for me between, uh, after Stone Leader falling down. I, I've, I feel like probably the most divisive song that you probably either love or hate it would be These Black Claws. Yeah, I I did want to talk about that song. So I like it. I Um, do too. It's different. So a rapper named Shaman is featured on the track if you've not listened to it. Um, He does a verse. I guess he takes the whole second verse, really. Yeah. Um, And... uh, to me, it's it's cool. I mean, it fits the song, uh, and they even do like a sort of a transition, like after his verse, where it's like one straw in the drain or whatever. Like yeah. it's kind of like it it's pretty cool. Back. Like it's a cool, and it, and he sort of does it in the same cadence and like almost same vocal style as Shaman's sort of like rapped lyric. Um, I felt like the only thing that sort of lowered the track for me was it didn't seem like shaman delivered his, his verse with enough energy. Like I just, I, maybe there didn't, I don't know. Maybe people disagree with me. Maybe that's what he sounds like all the time. I don't listen to his music, so I don't know, but um, yeah, that, that's what I was going to say too, is like, I, I've never listened to shaman outside of this. So that may be like his, just his, his sound yeah. that that's the way he delivers like all of his, his songs. And, but I, I do think that was initially where I, where I had landed was like, I don't know if I do or don't like this song because the delivery was just kind of different. And it's like, I don't, I'm not sure how I feel, but having listened to this album probably 15, 20 times this year, (laughs) uh, it was actually, I think I had 700 minutes listened to this album on my Spotify, but then I also have it on vinyl too. So God knows how many, <laughs> how many hours I, I spent. Track of that. Yeah. <laughs> so after having listened to the song probably twenty plus times, I've I've landed on the side that I do like it, and I think it's unique, and it's the most unique track I think out of any of the albums I listened to this year. I definitely wouldn't say that everybody who listens will necessarily like it, but 
I would say check it out and see what you think. And it's not even just because there's, you know, it features a, a rap artist. You know, that's not the only thing that makes it unique. It's it's the whole song, the whole delivery style, like the like the uh, the like ding ding ding, like that weird like intro th- like like yeah, sample that they do, like you know how it goes from heavy to like it's 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 a unique track. So uh, overall, honestly, it's definitely worth a listen. Uh, it definitely grew on me as well. Yeah, I think the it's it's weird that they have you know a rap artist featured, and you would think like oh metal and rap, so new metal, but it doesn't land in that new metal category in my opinion like it's its own thing entirely yeah. that it doesn't you know if, it if still you fits listen the to record. this yeah if if you listen to us describing it like oh it's new metal it's no i mean i guess maybe technically it is but it doesn't sound like what you would think you know corn and like right no not not at <laughs> like all like pod Lincoln uh-uh. park kind of stuff right. but yeah that was that was my number one album and it's a, good, it's a good number listen. one record. It is a good number one record. Um, I do think they could have been a little higher on my list. Um, but uh, my number t- my number one here uh, goes kind of against, uh, <laughs> against the grain a bit, I feel like, for people who listen to metal records, um, you know, mostly metal. Um, and the fact that it kind of came, this record came in at your number two as well, I think sort of validates me for having <laughs> it at number one. Um, I don't know if anybody, if anybody out there has ever listened to the band Delta Sleep, uh, but they released one of the best albums of the year, maybe of the last few years. Um, yeah, th- I definitely agree. <laughs> like they're, they're, a very consistent band where all of their albums are good. But they're they've never been like the top of my list of of bands. Yeah. But just in a year of awesome albums, this one making my number two and it being, you know, very different than than the other ones. Um was I was honestly surprised at how high it was too. I mean I, I really enjoy their music, but I figured I was thinking it would land somewhere more in like the ten range. Right, and, like the five to ten area, and was very pleasantly surprised listening to it. And it's one of those albums that I go back to continuously as well. Absolutely. So, so just to recap here fully, uh, the record we are talking about is Delta Sleep's Spring Island record. Um, if you've not listened to it yet, check it out. So, Delta Sleep for me sort of first came on the map um, with their Ghost City record back in 2018. That's sort of when they first became. I mean, I, I've heard songs like Camp Adventure and things like that from some of their older records. But uh, Ghost City was the first one to ever crack a top 10 album of the year list for me back in 2018. Um, I think I had it at like three or four. Like it was pretty high. Um, and that's kind of what led to me even exploring their discography a lot more. Uh, think like bands like Deer Hunter and... Uh, and uh manchester orchestra and 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 bands you know that are you know strictly basically prog rock uh that's that's kind of where delta sleep fits in um but yeah the the record that they just put out by far album of the year for me um 
it's it's one of those records that you can listen to from front to back and i do frequently matt said he was at like 700 and some minutes played for that vola record i think i was in the 1300 range for this delta sleep record um (laughs) and that came out in october right yeah it's not been out super long so uh it's it's just i don't know it there's something with about it that clicks for me i said sort of in our intro in our intro podcast as well that uh in my older age, I'm starting to connect a lot more with like the prog rock side more than the prog metal side. I think this kind of is evidence of that. Um, but the thing I like about Delta sleep is they give you a lot of those metal elements, like without being heavy, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're not over distorting their guitars. They're not, there's not doing a lot of harsh vocals, barely any, I think maybe he, kind of screams once on the record yeah he kind of doesn't really (laughs) scream it's almost like he just gets into that like gravelly distorted voice like almost like that uh like punk hardcore little bit but barely ever don't don't think of this band as like a punk hardcore band they do not fit that mold but no yeah but there's there's elements of all of those things and i think that's why i sort of gravitate towards it you know they they have the breakdown style riffs but not distorted like it's 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 interesting the way that they they sort of compose their music and uh it it i love it 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 pulls me right in i mean it it strikes all the chords of of a you know a fan of metal but as a fan of you know bands like coheed and cambria even like do similar things with their music uh it's it gives you like some some indie rock at at times too that it's like i mean I wouldn't say they go full indie. Like you're, you're not. We're not talking like the sound of you know Mumford and Sons and right, like that kind no, of not, no, stuff. But, but but like similar vibes. I mean, it's almost it's almost like if Mumford and Sons was influenced by like metal. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. feel like I feel like they're influenced to a degree by metal bands. Like I, I and you can hear that in their music. Not necessarily their vocal delivery, but their instrumentation for sure uh songs like uh the softest touch is is a big one like it sort of ends with um i mean there's there's just heavier riffs in there that you can say okay well there was there's definitely elements of heavy music in in this song yeah um and, and is that your favorite? It is. Tech, it is my favorite touch? song. Yeah. It is my favorite song because i like the callbacks in it there's callbacks to to uh um, Forest Fire, which is a song right before it, um, it's probably the slowest song on the on the record. Um, it's another one of those like start slow, gradually build. It's probably if I had to pick another favorite on the record, that's probably like number two. Um, even though it's like the shortest and the softest. Again, that kind of goes on theme with me uh from some of the other records we talked about too i just like those moments um in in records but um just that that slow gradual build up to a finale leading into a song as strong as the softest touch even amplifies it for me yeah the, this album was was awesome and i like the the vibe that it has it's at times it's very chill like you could you know, I could see it being like a hanging out on the the porch in the summer and drinking a beer and 
and just kind of chilling look, or like around a campfire, you know. I have, look forward to doing that. <laughs> and but then at times it gets very upbeat and like almost sort of like you said, it has the the metal inspiration in there, and it gets heavier and kind of like amps you up a bit. Um, I think for me, my favorite song is the detail. Um, I know that was one of the singles they, <laughs> That's okay. they released, That's okay. um, but I probably listened to that song like 20 or 30 times, like once they released it before the album actually came out. So just kept listening to it. Um, I'd say I, I also really like view to a fill, which was another. Yeah. But single. View, view to a fill is it's cool. And, and you see sort of the theme of the song in the music video as well. It's like, you know, I, you can tell they wrote a lot of these songs, you know, in quarantine, things like that, um, because view to a fill is essentially, you know, you're, you're stuck in one place. You're you're kind of wishing that you were somewhere else, but you're not actually recognizing the beauty around you. So, you know, it's, it's kind of coming to the realization that it's real easy to say I'd rather be somewhere else. Sort of, you know, the grass is always greener type mentality. But if you just take the time to kind of look at what's around you, you can see that there's a lot of beauty in, in where you're at. Um, that's that's kind of and there's a lot of there's a lot of cool themes. You know, there's there's some activism themes. I mean, there's a lot of references to things like global warming and, you know, saving the planet and con- conservation and things like that throughout the record as well. But um, and it does it without getting too preachy. I know that's a thing that a lot of people don't like in music. Um, but it, it's essentially a concept album about, you know, the world, like better, you know, the betterment of, of the world that you're in and, you know, sort of recognizing the beauty around you and things like that. I mean, it might not officially be a concept <laughs> record. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'd have to ask them, but, uh, we'll defer. but I definitely get those vibes, you know, and the, the record flows together like a concept record would, um, I do like that the songs all have that kind of feel to it in like in a year of shit that it's like, hey, maybe everything's not completely terrible. Like, I I like that kind of message because I I feel like we all kind of need a ray of positivity. Yeah, uh, for sure. Stuff with us, you know, all being for the majority of the year kind of cooped up for the most part. Yeah, probably. Except for Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Probably the... uh, the most accessible track. No, it's all accessible. This is one of the most accessible records while still being prog rock to its core. Like, I feel like I could play this for my dad, who's, you know, a classic rock kind yeah. of guy, who, and he would connect to something on this record. Yeah, as accessible as we mentioned Star Set and, like, some of right. Spirit Box and some of Sleep Token stuff, this one is by far on the, this yeah, list. Yeah, it's, it's definitely on that in that category for sure, while still, like striking every chord with a with a progressive music fan in my opinion i mean if you like progressive music uh delta sleep definitely strikes that chord while being accessible which is sometimes tough to do so um (laughs) yeah it's it's uh it's overall just one of the best records i've listened to honestly in a long time um and i honestly hope that they tour somewhere near where we're at because I'd love to see them live. I actually at one point had tickets to a Delta sleep show and it was before I knew who Delta sleep was. And I was going to see a local band, um, 
called Save Us from the Archon. If you've never listened to Save Us of the Ar- Save Us from the Archon, um, they are a absolutely crazy instrumental uh, metal band uh, out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and they have recently broke up, but their music's pretty fantastic. Check them out. But uh, I was going to see them, and then they ended up dropping off the show, so I didn't go, and I kick myself every day. I have that ticket like pinned up on a cork board that I look at just to remind myself of how stupid I was. <laughs> <laughs> that would definitely be cool to, to see them live. I mean, I've only recently gotten into them through you uh, sharing them, and uh, and I do enjoy them. It'd probably be a pretty entertaining show to, to see, so... Next yeah, time I know we'll they have to hit them up and go. I know they are touring. They're not necessarily coming close to us. I am considering traveling for uh, for a show. Hopefully, we can make that work and and go together. Find a That'd find a show awesome. on on a weekend or something. We can go go catch them catch them somewhere relatively close. But uh, but yeah, overall, this record for me just checked every box, and uh, that's why they're number one. Yeah, so uh, that's all of our uh, our top tens plus our, our honorable mentions. Um, you know, like I said in the middle of the, the podcast, we always appreciate any uh, new bands that maybe we haven't heard of, or you know, if you want to share your top ten list, it's always interesting to see what kind of what vibes with everyone and maybe what they didn't enjoy of the the year. So you know, feel free to hit us up on the our social medias or. Or anything let us know what what your favorites were yep uh twitter we are at prog gent pod and instagram we are at progressive gentlemen um so definitely hit us up on those uh let us know what you agree with what you don't agree with i'm sure there's a lot um but that's okay that's that's what opinions are for that's why music's great <laughs> and uh and let us yeah let us know what what records we kept off these lists that should have been on there because i i mean we listened to so many records and there were a lot that just barely didn't make it i'm sure we'll be kicking ourselves we're gonna comment <laughs> of like how do we miss this album right but you know but that's that's what this is for to to sort of discover new music and uh share opinions and learn from each other and uh yeah we look forward to hearing from you hopefully you enjoyed this show and uh we'll come back here soon and i'm not sure exactly what our next show will be we have a couple ideas in the works but uh but yeah keep uh keep tuned in and hopefully we'll talk to you guys soon hear from you soon as well talk to you later ladies and gentlemen all right bye (laughs)